Um, Brock says I need the mic again, so. And he is part of the best of the best team. Um, the announcements crew. We had to stop today, Kendall. All right, don't call him out. Don't call him out. He was studying. All right, so last week we started a series on the Psalms. And we talked through how Psalm 73 teaches us to doubt. And we learned to bring our doubts to the church, right? And to engage these doubts into a community of Christians. And we also learned to bring our doubts to Jesus. To pray our doubts. Through all the Psalms, I encourage you to pray them. When you don't have the language to pray, go to the Psalms. Open the book up. Pick a Psalm, maybe 73 that we did last week or 3 this week. Or 23 or any Psalm and pray that Psalm. Um... It's, they're filled with permission and they're filled with emotion. So today we're turning our attention to Psalms 3. And Psalms 3 is going to teach us to engage our fear. It's going to give us the language to deal with fear. It's going to remind us that our Savior is protecting us in fear. And it's going to teach us how to pray our fear. So let me pray and we'll get into it. God, you're good. You're in control. You're the King of Kings. We pray that you can teach us how to engage fear. How to lean on you. How do you make you our security and our hope? In Jesus' name, amen. So what do we need to know before we open up the psalm? Take out our phones, you know. We talked about the Bible app last week. It's pretty cool. Talk to Kindle, she knows. So what's the context, right? The psalm is written by King David. And King David is fleeing. He's hiding, he's afraid. And what is he afraid of? He's afraid of his own son, Absalom. Absalom has started a rebellion and is overthrowing his father. Absalom has the army and the city on his side. And he's trying to find his father and either kill him or throw him in prison, right? So David is afraid of his own son right now, you know? A lot of family drama there, okay? Uh, He's in fear. And so when we read the psalm, think about David. See how he responds to God, how he prays to God, right? So let's open up the Psalms 3. I'm just going to read it for y'all. A psalm of David when he fled from his son Absalom. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep and awake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me. My God, strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. It's getting intense, I know. For the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. So have you ever been afraid or anxious? Do you find yourself in panic, unsettled? Are you fleeing from something or someone? Are you hiding? Are you too scared to even tell anyone? What are you, what are you hiding from? You know, as humans, we let fear control us into denial, suppression, and disobedience. Why? Because our fear is tainted by sin. And there is such a thing as good fear, and we'll get there. But briefly, good fear is used to protect something that is good. I was driving down, is it Malin, the road behind the church? And uh, there's not really lanes. Thanks, Logan. Yeah, appreciate you. Um, and I was driving driving down and this tow truck is coming up the hill this was yesterday so this was, this is i'm still a little i'm still recovering um so this tow truck's coming down 
and it's in my lane for some reason. They think they own the whole road, but it's like it's too. It's a, you know. But anyway, uh, and so I'm, a, I'm I get scared, and I I move into the dirt a little bit just to not get hit. And you know, I was afraid, and I and I valued my life. I thought it was good, and I wanted to protect it, so I moved. So that fear saved me. Um, so the fear can be good. Logan, let's let's say the questions for the end. Um, I know you're worried about me, but I'll, I'll be okay. Um, so we're going to talk about two things, the shield of Jesus and the fear of Jesus. First, the shield of Jesus. First one says, Lord, how many of my foes, how many rise up against me? And it continues on to say, many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. You hear that? Lord, you're a shield around me. Do you see that? When we talk about shields during that time, we talk about two different shields, right? We got the one that's it's like on the arm. It's like for hand-to-hand combat. It's for defending, and you're like, got the sword in the hand and the shield. You know what I'm talking about? Who's seen Lord of the Rings? You know? No. Okay. It's just a regular shield, okay? And that's used for defending. And then another shield is, is a bigger shield. It's like a size of a door. And it's like, who, no one has seen Lord of the Rings here? A little bit? Okay. All right. It's a book, too, yeah. I like the movies, too. Okay, we'll talk about it later. I don't like the Hobbit movies, side note. The Hobbit, the Hobbit book is way better than the movie. I'll just say that. If you want to argue with me later, we'll talk about it. All right, so the second shield is as big as a door, and it's, it's around. It's a big door. It's around you, and you go into battle with it. You go into danger with it. You're, you're attacking the castle, and you need that big shield to help you Go into danger. And when you follow Jesus, it doesn't mean life will be easy. It doesn't say that in the Bible. And in fact, it promises trials and hardship. And that's true for Christians. Not only hard, but following Jesus can be dangerous. My brother, when he was a sophomore in college, he moved to Atlanta to do inner city missions. A really low-income, crime-infested area of Atlanta. And he would hear gunshots every night he was there. His house got broken into multiple times. He had technology get stolen. His neighbor was actually a really well-known drug dealer in that community. My brother couldn't walk around his neighborhood at night. It was dangerous. He lived in a dangerous area. You know, I visited my brother a couple times when he was in Atlanta. And I remember one time when I came to visit him, we were catching up, we were playing cards, and he gets a call. It's a random number, but my brother picks it up. He hears a familiar voice of the church security guard. And the security guard has been off the grid for a while. They haven't heard anything from him. I forgot his real name, so we're going to call him Ben. So Ben, a little backstory, Ben is a recovering alcoholic. And he was really turning his life around. And he loved the opportunity to work for the church. He's like, what a blessing. So my brother, he picks up the phone. He's like, he recognizes Ben's voice. He's like, Ben, where have you been? And Ben is like clearly drunk on the phone, intoxicated. He can barely get the words out to talk to my brother. And he finally asked my brother to come pick him up. So we get in the car, we go to, we go to Ben, and my brother picks him up. We take him back to, his, to my brother's house, and he lets him stay the night. We got to pray with Ben, we got to hear Ben, we got to encourage Ben. And God used my brother in Ben's life. He was obedient and good, and God protected him when his time in Atlanta. So I'm not saying go to the most dangerous place. But where in your life is God calling you to be obedient? Is he calling you to share the gospel with a friend who doesn't believe? To share with someone at school? Yeah, what if they reject me? What if they think that I'm weird because I'm a Christian? 
Yeah, it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to follow Jesus. But David is saying is that if you follow Jesus, he'll protect you. If you're obedient to him, God will protect you. Well, Jason, I've been obedient, and life is still hard. I had to face my parents being divorced. I had to face, my, face bullies at school. Or maybe you say I've experienced my dad not noticing me again. My mom getting drunk and yelling at me again. How is God protecting me from that? How is he shielding me in that? Because I'm terrified of it happening again. Tim Keller, who's a pastor in New York City, when he talks about the psalm, he says, your shielding and protection only works going forward. Only works when I'm obeying you. Only works when I'm actually following you. I know no matter how bad things are, you're going to work good things in my life. You're going to shield me. And this is, this is the important part. You're not going to shield me from danger. You're not going to shield me from pain, arrows, and spears. You're going to shield me in them, in danger, or even with danger. Anything bad that happens to you as an obeying Christian is part of God's shielding of you. If God lets you hurt today, it's because he's saving you from a greater hurt tomorrow. A pain now from a greater pain later. He continues to say, obeying him, even if you don't understand why, he will shield you. If you run away, that shield is of no help. You know, if you, if you run in a battle, you run away from a battle, the shield's not going to help because your, your back's facing it, right? You're going to... But if you trust in that shield, and obey that shield, you will be protected. Um, so if you're obedient and you're following Jesus and you hurt, and it's, do you believe that it's actually a protection of something even greater? This hurt and this struggle is God actually protecting you. Now I'm not saying obedience is easy. The Bible teaches us that obedience is no easy task. It's hard to be obedient. It's difficult. I'm saying that if you follow Jesus, he will protect you. He is your shield. He loves you. And when you enter danger, he's with you. Know that. He's got you. Do you trust him? Do you trust even when you're afraid? Do you feel like you can be honest with your fears to him? You know, I'm afraid. I'm a very, I'm a very anxious person. Ask Mikey and Sarah. I get afraid of the future. Wait, can you confirm? No, yeah, yeah, I'm not afraid of everything. Um, yeah, I, I get afraid of the future. You know, I lost my brother and father at a young age, and now I get afraid of losing people. I'm afraid of the danger that God might call me to. Will you be honest with me? Will you bring your fears up in your small group? Will you bring your fears to Jesus? Do you know that Jesus was afraid? Do you know that Jesus had fear? Remember the story of the garden, Gethsemane? How Jesus prayed for the cup to pass. Three times he prayed it. He knew what was ahead. He knows what is coming. He knows the danger. And what is Jesus afraid of? He's afraid of the cross that he willingly obeyed. And he willingly loved you. How? He took on that cup. He died on the cross for our sins. And he took all the times we disobeyed and he made us pure and gave us his righteousness. All the times we suppressed our fears and ignored our fears, he invites us to share it. He willingly took on the cross. He willingly loved us as his invitation to you. And although we struggle with trusting in danger, we struggle to be honest with our fears. Know that God is with you. He's with you in the scariest times. Trust him in those times. Verse 8 says, From the Lord comes deliverance. And another way of saying that is salvation belongs to the Lord. He is the great Savior. And he will save you if you trust in him.
So pray Psalms 3 when you're afraid. David was afraid. He was afraid physically. There were thousands of people in this army that were trying to kill him. Socially, his kingship was in question and mentally. So the Father loved him, though, and the Father protected him. And you see that Jesus protects you, and he loves you. So pray to him. Pray your fears. Know that he will hear you and embrace you. And we can believe that because he showed us his love on that cross. Because your Father loves you very much. Um, let's pray. God, you're good. You're in control. Um, you, you sent your son to die for us, and that's a huge blessing. And we pray that we can pray our fears, that we can be honest with you, that we can share with other believers, and that we can be obedient even in danger, even in the scariest times. In Jesus' name, amen.